How do we control money? Highlighters. Every Sunday, we go over all our statements, and we highlight the hotspots. And that's how we came up with intelligent text alerts that help watch over your money. Our customers give us the best ideas. Huntington, welcome. Message and data rates may apply. Welcome to Midwest Mind Mail with your hosts, Josh and Jason. What's up, Josh? How you been? Not too bad, man, but I gotta tell you, the air in Fremont tonight smells like shit, so I don't oh, know yeah. I don't know if Hormel got in a fresh load of slaughtered cows and uh, pigs, but I don't know, man. Yeah, it's terrible, man, that, especially when that wind starts coming out of the south. It's, oh. How you doing? Not too bad, man. Uh, did a little bit of fishing earlier. Uh, didn't do really well. I got one bite and he spit the bait out right as I got him to the to the shore, so unfortunately I, uh, I, I didn't get a fish today, but that's alright. We still got two days to go. So, uh... We were talking this week about uh, abortion. And yeah, I feel like that's kind of the, the route we're going to go with this episode. So uh, why, don't, why don't we start? Let's talk about that abortion. So uh, abortion obviously is a very hot topic this year, with Alabama passing that law, promising to prosecute uh, anybody who partakes in an abortion. Mm-hmm. You remember that it was a really aggressive law. Yeah, and, and it surprised a lot of people when they actually passed that law. Yeah, it did. It really surprised. It even surprised me. But um, I just kind of want to talk about abortion, and uh, we'll we'll talk about the politics of it. We'll talk a little bit about the morality of it, if it's a good thing, bad thing, and we'll see things from both sides. So, abortion. You know, when I say abortion, what comes to mind for you? Well, obviously the the killing of a of a fetus that's not born yet, but a fetus that's still in the body, still still being created. Um. I mean, that's about it, man. I mean, it doesn't get no more textbook than that, to be honest with you. I mean, what do you think about when you hear abortion? I, personally, I think murder. But I do see the pro-choice argument. Mm -hmm. I really do. I understand it. And I understand, too, that if if I was a pregnant female at one time, I might have, you know, had a different view. So, when it comes to abortion, I honestly don't feel one way or another, but because of my upbringing, because of uh, the the beliefs that were installed in me, when I hear abortion, I do think murder. Yeah, I was I was born in a... born, yeah, of course I was born. Um, I was raised in a very, like, uh, Christian household, uh, went to church every Sunday, that kind of thing, and yes, you're right, we're raised to think of abortion as murder, 100%, um, but I feel... I. I think that there's a little bit more than than meets the eye when it comes to abortion in itself. And I've I've known I know a couple of people that have had abortions, and and honestly, I don't know if I could live with myself having done that. But obviously, there's some people who it doesn't bother them, and we'll talk about that a little bit later. And into when we get into the morality of it and and things like that. But it's just it's crazy to think that somebody could go through with with that decision and not. And it not bother them for the rest of their life. I had a friend who had a miscarriage about three months ago, and it devastated her. I mean, these are people that are willingly killing their fetus, and there's people that can't even carry a, a child. Yeah, no, it, it really, it really is kind of one of those polarizing topics, and it is kind of confusing because there, there's people that have a, a ceremony, like an actual funeral for their child who uh, wasn't born yet but was miscarried and wasn't even born but there's also people who will proudly shout their abortion so it's, it's a very polarizing topic well 100 percent, and it's definitely been carrying the headlines a lot more as more states are trying to move to um 
put some kind of legislation out there to help fight abortion and help support the uh, the illegalization of it. Which it, abortion was 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 actually illegal when uh, the United States was first created. Obviously, back in they you know way back when they didn't have the medical technology they do now. But all the way up until about the 1920s, uh, abortion was actually illegal. And as a society, we voted to legalize it. And um, that gets into uh, Margaret Sanger, who, you know, kind of, uh, she was a big uh, idol for, for uh, birth control and, and um, kind of anti-abortion, too. Uh, and we'll talk about her, too. But, um, yeah, it's kind of ridiculous to think that 100 years ago, we voted to legalize it. And 100 years later, here we are trying to illegalize it again. No, I don't know if everybody's out there trying to illegalize it, as you say, but um, there definitely is a push. There always has been. There always will be a pro-choice and a pro-life divide when it comes to the issue of abortion. Now, you brought up Margaret Sanger, and I definitely want to talk about Margaret Sanger. So, a funny story. When I was in high school, I was 17, senior in high school, and we had a lady from Planned Parenthood come and talk to us about safe sex and uh, birth control and all that. You know, kind of showed us how to put a condom on a banana. <laughs> type. Yeah, yeah, one of those. Anyway, she's a very nice lady, very professional. And uh, my class, for the most part, was very receptive to it. But I asked her about Margaret Sanger. I asked her if she knew anything about the founder of uh, the clinic that actually inspired Planned Parenthood. Because uh, Planned Parenthood was actually, it was under a different name until 1942. But that clinic that was started was uh, started by Margaret Sanger. And I asked her about specifically her hatred for poor people and minorities and just people in general who couldn't take care of themselves and why she wanted to push birth control on these people. And she, she she had no idea, obviously. This lady had no idea about the history of Margaret Sanger. And she said, she just told me that she had to look into that and get back to me, which, of course, she never did. Yeah, well, I mean, when was she ever going to see you again, right? But it's just interesting because Margaret Sanger is not one of those people that's talked about a lot by pro-choicers. Yeah. It, she's talked about a lot in a lot of pro-life circles, because she she had some very close ties to the Ku Klux Klan. Mm. And a lot of people admitted that she herself wasn't really racist, but it's just the fact that she's hanging around these people exactly. and that, giving speeches at the women's Ku Klux Klan meeting. Well, it's kind of like that guilt by association thing. It's, you know, you, you get seen running with, these, with, with certain people, you're automatically going to gain that reputation yourself. Well, look at Trump. Trump doesn't really hang out with white supremacists, but just based on a comment that he threw out there, how there was wrong on both sides, he's associated with them by people on the left. And, and it's it's kind of the same thing, except there's a lot more proof with Margaret Sanger. Because well, ima- yeah. imagine if Trump went and took a picture with some neo-Nazis. I mean, it, well, would, yeah. be, it would be plastered all over the news and be, oh my God, our, our president's a Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, so yeah, when it comes to a very important figure at the time, like Margaret Sanger, the fact that she was given a speech at the women's Ku Klux Klan. Now, I mean, and, and not to get too far into the weeds before, but I want to I point this out. Margaret Sanger was very, very big. She was a very big activist in the 19-teens into the 1920s. So we're talking 100 years ago. Yeah. Um, but sorry, Josh, to cut you off, but... No, you're fine. That, that's very important, yeah. And another note is that she was very against abortion. 
because she saw abortion as taking a life. Mm-hmm. That's how she viewed it. But she was very pro birth control. She wanted to prevent the uh, fetus from even forming. But she did consider killing a fetus a person, which is what me and her see eye to eye on. It Absolutely. is killing a person. Yep. Uh, but uh, somebody who's pro-choice, um, some people in the pro-choice movement see it as a person but don't care. that They think the, the woman's right trumps that. Yeah. Other people just see it as a fetus, as a clump of cells, so to speak. So I just want to make that clear that Margaret Sanger did not just see the fetus as a clump of cells, but actually as a human life that was being taken. And she was against abortion, except in a medically induced situation where it would save the mother's life, Mm -hmm. which I also am for. If if it's going to save the mother's life, I'm all for killing that kid. Now, talking about medical, like, uh, medical situations, what, what, what about the case of rape? The case of rape? Yeah, and the new Alabama law... They did not make an exception for rape or incest. Do you think that that's fair? I think it's it's up to that state to decide if that's fair or not. But, you know, it's it's one of those very touchy things where um, if, 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 if I'm going to say it's okay to kill a baby who was conceived in rape uh, or, or a fetus, then then that just makes wiggle room for... Well, then why can't it just be a conscious decision regardless? Yeah, it prevents a gray area. I mean, so, I don't know. I guess I guess there's certain situations that, I mean, when I look at it from both sides, at least me in general, I mean, I'm not going to get into what I believe, but some of, the, some of the things that come to mind, at least for me, is 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 that that female, that, that, that girl, is she really going to want to carry a child that um, that's going to be linked to a traumatic event in her life? Um and then you go back to, we talked um, several episodes uh, about broken households. Obviously, the rapist isn't going to marry the, his victim. Mm-hmm. I mean, so now you got a child that's being raped in, or excuse me, uh, a child that's being raised in a broken household. I mean, that, that poses problems later on down the line for that individual. And I'm not trying to justify one thing or the other here. I'm just trying to throw some hypotheticals out there and say, you know, what if this is the case? No, it's, it's absolutely a fair question because I would imagine... If I was a woman and I was I got pregnant through a, a rape, whether it be a date rape or a, a, I got jumped in an alley rape, I mean, I, I I would imagine I probably would be contemplating abortion if not make the unanimous unanimous decision to abort this this fetus just to because I don't want to. I mean, think about it. It's a rapist, so this is one of the worst types of men out there, and you're reproducing with it. So it's a very fair point to bring up. And it's one of those very touchy subjects. So let me throw this at you. With legislation, with states and whatnot, um, like you said, Alabama didn't really make an exception to that rule. What if the exception was in order to get an abortion because you were raped due to date rape, incest, whatever the case is, you had to file a police report? Honestly, uh, then you're probably just going to get a bunch of police reports of, well, he didn't really violently jump me, but I was intoxicated. You you probably get a bunch of those types of police reports, false allegations. Well, at that point, then then it would be up to the police to determine whether or not they're they're able to to get that abortion or not, because obviously it's it's illegal now, at least in the state of Alabama. But um, that's one of those things is, you know, there, there, there has to be some kind of, of a middle ground there because at, at the same time, like, you know, that's a traumatic event for anybody to go through. And I mean, to have that, that, that symbol to remind you of that every single day would, I don't know, it probably affects me pretty bad. I don't know about, you know, people in general, you know, people personally, but 
I don't know if I could if I could deal with that, you know. I, I honestly don't know either, and I'm glad I don't ever have to find out. Yeah. But uh, the the question is 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 this a murder or is it not? Because if if you don't see it as a murder, then go ahead and get the abortion. However, which way you got to do it, whether it's going safely to. Uh, Planned Parenthood and getting it done or doing it back alley because you don't want to raise this child. I mean, if, if, if you don't see this as a moral issue, then there's no debate. But if you do see it as a murder, even mm-hmm. even in the case of rape and incest, as, as horrible as that is, you it's still a life. And you're still you know, condoning the killing of this life. And if that bothers you, then that thought will always be in your head. And, the, and there's, and there's still the, the, the idea of adoption. You could always put the kid up for adoption and he wouldn't know exactly who, you know, or they wouldn't know exactly, um, who their parents were at, at that age because they but would. Either way, even if she has a child, she put, that's still a weight. That's definitely still a scar that the mother has to carry. Absolutely. And, it, it just comes down, it, it, it gets down into the weeds about, you know, rape in itself, but we're not going to get into that. Um, but yeah, so, uh, Margaret Sanger, definitely anti-abortion in, again, um, in the sense of medical conditions. Right. Nope, you're not wrong. The point is, there is no easy answer to it, and honestly, I don't believe the government has the answer, and them passing legislation on restricting abortions... Or guns, or any really important issue that I think should be left up to the private sector, doesn't it doesn't help. And even though I, I I view abortion as a murder, you you won't ever really see me. You're not going to see me at a protest. Oh yeah. And and this is why. To explain to all my um, pro life friends, I am pro life, but when it comes to the issue of abortion. If, if, if a mother wants to kill her child, whether it's unborn or born, I have recognized that I can't stop that. I don't encourage any of that. I don't encourage any mother to kill their child, whether it's born or unborn. But the, the point is, it goes on. And it continues to go on. And it's a horrible, tragic event either way. Well, regardless, but... you're going to have some kind of trauma, trauma from that uh, particular event whether you whether your morals dictate that it's okay or whether they don't you're still going to have some kind of because in 10 years down the road you're going to think about that it's just it, it, it's always going to be there yeah well the way that they do abortions now they're a lot more you can be involved in seeing you know the fetus if you really want to but a lot of women who go in there a lot of them don't want to see it and mm-hmm. they don't want to see anything about it or so some of them they might just have a really seared conscience that they don't care either way yeah. or they really do believe this is a, a block of cells so they don't really have the intention of murdering this uh this block of cells or child so that they don't see it that way but yeah there there's a lot of stories of women after their abortion or before they get their abortion them seeing the fetus and, and crying because they, they realize you know holy shit I, I was about to kill my kid yeah so the, there is those stories out there but there's also a lot of women out there that feel zero guilt for their abortion because they, they don't see it as a murder yeah which in, in that aspect I've, I've always been the kind of person if you don't want to get pregnant use contraception that's what it was invented for and we can thank margaret margaret sanger for that actually but um it's it's there for a reason and choosing to be negligent about it and this is the one thing that bothers me because i know some people that that willingly 
do not use contraception. And I know a particular person that's had three abortions and I just don't know how, and her, the doctors told this person that if, if she gets one more, then she will never be able to have kids again. And it's, it's just, if you neglect it, you should, you should have to deal with those consequences. And because it's like, okay, when somebody goes to rob a bank, they know what's going to happen if they get caught. Same concept. If you have sex without using protection and you get pregnant, you knew what the, what, what the consequences could have been when you did this. I mean, that's the way that I've always looked at it. Uh, you, if, if, if you're willingly not using contraception and you get pregnant, you should have a kid. And then that's the morals that you were raised with. I mean, you were raised, basically what I'm getting from that is you do something, you see it through. And not everybody obviously has those morals. Well, as a, as a generation, we've kind of lacked uh, responsibility for our decisions. Um, it's too easy to push the blame onto somebody else, or it's too easy to do something to get out of dealing with those consequences. And I just, I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but I feel like as a, as a generation, we need to we need to get back to to the fundamentals of what it is to be a human being and 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 live up to the things that we are responsible for creating. Now, I've also heard women talk about or justify their abortion by basically saying. Well, I don't want this kid. I don't want to raise, you know, I don't want a kid to to be raised in an unwanted environment and plus I I can barely take care of myself financially. I can I can't have the burden of taking care of another human being. So I I've heard that argument, which is which is a re, which is a dumb argument because most birth control is affordable on any budget. If I mean, there's actually a lot of birth control that you can get for almost free. Right. And, and of course, this comes after the this comes after birth control. Birth control would have been a preventive preventative method. Exactly, but using using the excuse for abortion to say, "Well, I can't afford this kid. Why would I bring a kid into the world that I can't support?" And uh, unfortunately, I, I don't I don't agree with that at all. No, I I, I just I don't really uh, agree with it either because you know. Uh, I guess I'm I'm thinking the, the steps before this even took place. You know, you, oh yeah, you can't afford a kid, but you can go. You know, you can afford to go out there and and have sex and party and stuff. Or, you know, it didn't even have to take place. You know, partying, but you, you can afford to you know basically you know, yeah, basically fulfill your carnal needs. But you can't uh, see through the consequences. And we're we're, of that. we're we're definitely not trying to tell people not to have sex. We're just trying to tell people to be smarter about it, so you don't find yourself in a situation where you might have to murder a fetus or murder a child that, at some day, you may want, just not at this point in time. But not everybody sees it as murder, Jason. Well, everybody should see it as murder because that's exactly <laughs> what it is. That comes to the next point. If it is murder, you know, because murder, the abortion and murder. This is just my opinion. But if it is murder, and our society's been going along with it, even the protesters, even even you know people like me who openly will say that I'm against abortion, if it is murder, then doesn't that basically condemn our entire society that we've been allowing this? Because think about this. What if there was a center that was taking in toddlers whether by force or parents were delivering their toddlers to this place, and this place was just slaughtering them. I mean, sometimes as graphic as some of these late-term abortions um, have been, where, you know, they actually stick uh, sharp objects in the back of the fetus's head or, you know, snap its neck. Mm -hmm. You know, the really graphic videos that I've seen on this stuff. 
Imagine if they were doing that to live toddlers. I don't think people would be across the street with signs, you know, actually, uh, you know, shouting stuff. I think people would be storming this place, kicking it in, like uh, killing any security that stood in their way. Oh, exactly. Try. And so, I mean, the fact that we've allowed this, if this is murder, man, th- that just condemns our entire society. I mean, how can we be shocked whenever a mass shooting happens? Or how can we be shocked when, when bad things happen to us if we've gone along with this? Well, I mean, we could kind of look at the same thing as the death penalty. Because de- the death penalty is literally murdering somebody for murdering somebody. Or, uh, obviously, another heinous crime. But Right. Now, I am pro-death penalty. Oh, I me too. I don't like the way how people do it. But death penalty really can't be compared with abortion for the fact it doesn't happen near as often. There are 45 million abortions that happen every year in the U.S. is what they estimate. 45 million. There is not 45 million lethal injections that happen in the U.S. every year. Oh, no. Far far from it, actually. Far from it. So I think the death penalty and abortion are two completely different arguments. Plus... This is usually, again, I don't like the way that they go about it nowadays with all the years sitting in prison and all the appeals. I don't like the way how they do the uh, death penalty now. I think it should be swift, certain, and severe. Oh, yeah. I mean... But but I, I am for the death penalty because nobody has the right to take a life. And people will say, well, you don't have the right to take the life of this murder. Well... This person had no right to take the life of somebody else unjustifiably, you know, outside of self-defense. So, could we link abortion to that at all? Not really, because a fetus really hasn't killed anybody. Well, we're not. Well, not not the death penalty in itself, because you say that nobody should ever take a, another life. If, if you we, see it as murder, yes. Can, you, okay, okay. So, abortion isn't seen as murder in the in in, in, in the, the eyes of yeah. the government or uh, things like that. But say if it, I mean, obviously, if it was illegal, if 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 abortion was looked at as murder it would literally could we technically try doctors as murderers yeah you absolutely could and you could try mothers as accessories to murder that's crazy like well well, well who wants to take that i mean obviously if abortion was made illegal to tomorrow nationwide I don't think they'd be trying doctors and they wouldn't be trying mothers. It would be after the law's been passed. So basically well, yeah, everybody obviously. everybody would be safe grandfathered in. However, you know, I, you never know what the government's going to do, which is why the government and them passing legislation is sometimes incredibly worthless. And I think on m- more morality issues like this, it, it is very worthless. Yeah, I, I agree 100%. And it's, it's just mind-blowing when you start looking at that almost almost like algorithms like that where you start comparing it to other things it's i don't know how anybody can see it as not being murder well then and again some people don't and some people do on the pro-choice side everybody on the pro-life side definitely sees it as murder but it's one of those murders that even on the pro-life side we're a little more tolerable about just like i brought up the example like if they were killing toddlers yeah. at a center somewhere yeah. You see, even on the pro-life side, we're still somewhat tolerant of, uh, you know, of abortions and stuff. It's more just people speaking out, more more people passing aggressive legis- legislation. It's not really anybody, you know, uh, killing ch- killing each other over. How how many abortions do you think happened last year? Well, they estimate uh, over forty five million. Over forty five million abortions last year in the oh. U.S. alone. Now, how do you see? And this goes into another topic, but I'm just curious. Um, population control. 
Yes, that is probably one of the number one arguments for uh, abortion is population control. Do you do you believe that the United States is overpopulated? No, I don't. I believe the industrial world is overpopulated, but I do not believe the world is overpopulated. Because <laughs> I know that that's like yeah, like you said, population control is a big a big argument and a big a big uh, excuse if we put it that way for well, I'm just trying to keep people from from being born in a world that has too many people. Well, realistically. There's a lot of land out there that's not settled yet, and uh, realistically, we have room for a lot more people. And believe me, I I get the whole population control uh, argument. I really do, because like I just said, in the industrial world, we are overpopulated. I mean, when you can't have every single person in the world driving a car... I mean, it, we're already seeing the effects that we've already had on the environment. I'm mm-hmm. not saying I'm all about this climate change from uh, from human influence, but I am saying that if there is climate change... Well, there is climate change. Global, no, war- I, global talk- warming is... I'm, yeah, and I'm talking about more the human influence of it. Oh, okay, Basically yeah. from, you know, our carbon emissions and everything. Yeah, what you mean, you'll... Right, and just roads in general... I mean, we just don't have the setup, you know, for everybody to be driving a car and and everything like that. So I I understand the population control, but it's not a good one. And here's why. Because when you start talking about abortion for population control, when are we going to get into the territory of starting to take out people who are alive? That's a good point. Meaning the people that are have no more use, like older people, mentally challenged. See, usually... A lot of the stuff starts with the talk of uh, killing the unborn. And mm-hmm. somebody out there might say, oh, that's ridiculous. No, it's really not. It's just a small step forward. Exactly. Um, and, and I guess that can kind of go like during Margaret Sanger's time, you know, the early 20s, you know, into the, the 19 teens, uh, life expectancy wasn't even that great at that time. And over the last probably, I'm going to say probably the last 50 years, the medical community has literally been able to extend life far past what it has been in history. And I think that that in itself, if you're talking overpopulation, that that could be a reason why people are thinking, well, we're overpopulated. But realistically, we're not. Because even back in the day, um, you know, we'll go back 100 years. I mean, people were still procreating as much as they do now. The, the difference was is the medical field was not as high, as, as far advanced as it is now. So we didn't have the, we weren't able to take somebody to the, you know, to the emergency room if they had tuberculosis because we didn't have a cure for it. You know, unfortunately they died a slow, horrible death. And so, yes, so the, the population was, was kind of self, self eradicating, so to speak, because we had those diseases and those things that could, could create, you know, that, that created that, um, deficit. Yeah. That deficit for us. And now we're kind of far surpassed that. I mean, the last big outbreak we had was Ebola, right? It's I mean, it wasn't even the say. U.S. I mean, it really wasn't even that big of a deal for. I mean, I didn't know anybody in my life that got Ebola. I don't. I don't either. Um, but so it wasn't really a huge outbreak. It was more of a media scare than anything. But yeah, and that's one of those things is is people who use that excuse that you know it's population control. It's it's kind of just a bullshit excuse, really. Well, and you got to think around Margaret Sanger's time. That was World War One. I. I mean, we haven't really had any big world wars in a while. No. And, and you know how many you know young men were killed in these world wars, and then yep. citizens, men, women, and children were killed. 
I mean, so we don't, we haven't really had that. So it's it's almost like it's kind of like a purge, almost. Oh, almost in a way. It's like when there's not a big war or big outbreak of disease, we make up for it by killing fetuses. But we don't make up like. Okay, so yeah, the way you word that, yeah, that makes sense, but it's not morally right. It's just a theory. It's, it's, it's not actually true. I'm just saying. No, but it makes sense. It's just it's it's not morally correct, and and that's what's bothering me. I'm like I'm like, oh, it makes so much sense, but I know, like I I, I just I can't agree with it. I really it's, can't. It's just funny, you know, because I just want to really talk to people and see what what's the evidence that the world is overpopulated. Because I've definitely heard the claim over is, and over again. Is it the amount of it? it I mean, is it the amount of people that live in poverty? Because people have always lived in poverty. Is it the amount of homeless people that we have on the streets? Well, to my, to be my to be perfectly honest, it's not that hard to go get a fucking job. Well, and excuse my French, but no, but poverty is a, is definitely a relative term. But yeah, when you're when you're talking about uh, capitalist or socialist systems, then there is definitely an overpopulation. But the thing is, people have lived in societies without capitalism or socialism or any of these political or economical uh, ideologies for thousands and thousands of years. So, we, we don't... When people talk about population control, it's just... It's not a solid argument for being against abortion, but I definitely understand it. Like, I, I get where you're coming from, mm-hmm. but I'm not buying into it. No, 100%. I mean, it's like a car salesman trying to sell me a car when I'm not at a car dealership. I mean, you know, yeah, I'm not going to buy into your, your whole overpopulation thing. It just, it doesn't work that way. And a lot of, you know, in in providing proof of that's n- not going to be possible. I mean, a lot of people, well, look how many homeless people live in California. Well, yeah, that's because there's a million fucking people there. Why don't, why don't they go somewhere else where it's less populated, where they're more inclined to get a job? You know, it's... But we'll get back on track with abortion. I, I could go yeah. on for days about that. I just... it's, it's all, you know, could be, would be, should be. But sticking to abortion, uh, another uh, another thing is is that there's just a lot of... There's a lot of people walking around today that did not grow up in a loving home. Mm-hmm. They did not grow up in a household like you and me did. Yeah. And... The the forty five million babies that were aborted last year more than likely were going to grow up in a household that was not very loving, you know, if unless they would have been adopted. And when it comes to adoption, I'm not sure how big is the pool uh, for um, couples wanting to adopt children, because I, I would imagine it, it's probably big, but I don't think it's big enough to sustain forty five million kids every year. Oh no! By far, um, actually, I served with a guy in my unit who who's a foster. He takes care of foster kids, and believe it or not, it's so hard to adopt a kid out of the United States. It's easier to adopt a kid from a foreign country than it is to adopt a kid in our own foster system, and that is sad. That is sad, and I never quite understood that why why it is that way. And it's expensive too, from what I hear. Yeah, um, and unless you're already in the foster system, it's it's very very difficult to adopted a kid we we kind of talked about that me and my fiance and uh we just at this at that time we i mean we talked about it but we never did any research into it i like i said i just know a guy who was a foster who fostered kids and it was crazy he would tell me uh he told he, he told me the story and it, and it stuck with me he had a five-year-old that that their mom was was hooked on drugs and he came to live with them well, when he when they were with their mom, they never had food in the house, and he caught him literally eating ketchup out of the bottle because that's all he knew how to do to survive. 
And I never forgot that story because that story stuck with me so hard that there's that this is literally a thing that happens in Nebraska because she was from Lincoln. And I, I'm like, you know, you think the Midwest, you know, the heartbeat of America, you know, farmers and ranchers and, and, and the industrial, uh, you know, center of the United States. But it's just as prevalent here as it is in any, in any big city. Yeah, it's, it's everywhere, unfortunately. There's a lot of bad things in this world that happen. And again, that's why you probably won't see me at any uh, pro-life rallies or anything. Because bad things happen, and abortion is just... It's one of those things that I've kind of accepted just that it happens in this world. And I, I'm not going to openly support politicians that are all you know about pro-choice, but... Again, you're not going to see me outside any Planned Parenthoods holding up a sign screaming at, at women going into these centers. No, no. And that's that's just the difference between, you know, us us knowing our morals and, and, and choosing, you know, just to let people live by their own standards. One thing for sure, though, is I definitely do not believe the government should be giving any money to Planned Parenthood. I, I've heard the numbers at $60 million, that they've actually, yearly they give $60 million from our from our government to Planned Parenthood. So taxpayer money. Now, I'm not okay with my tax dollars going to Planned Parenthood. Not one bit. No, 100%. Um, and that's, uh, that's, that's another thing is like, we can make it affordable. And I'm not saying, you know, universal health care, but we can make birth control and, and contraception affordable without spending $6 million of taxpayer money. Cause I'm pretty sure I could find $6 million, a place to use $60 million. Excuse me. I, I'm pretty sure I could find a, 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 an area in, in the United States that we could put $60 million to work and it's not preventing kids. Right. Me, you know, I'm, I'm when it comes to birth control, I'm for it and against it. I don't know if you ever heard of the depo shot. Yeah, but I've I've known some women who have gotten the depo shot and they've gained weight, profuse like just a ridiculous amount of weight. And it, so I mean, obviously these birth controls. A lot of women have used the excuse that it helps regulate their period, and and so it it fucks with their hormones is what yep. I get from that. Yep. And so you're putting in this pill. To fuck with your hormones. And I'm not necessarily for people putting foreign substances into their body that messes with it. Yeah. So it's one of those things where if you want to do it, because I'm, I'm a capitalist and a libertarian at heart, go for it. Yeah. I mean, go for it. But abstinence, I think, is by far the best birth control. Masturbation is free, people. You don't have to pay for it. And if you do, that's sad. And you don't... Ha so, I mean, I'm kind of old school when it comes to that stuff. Where if, if you're going to go PIV, then you accept the consequences. If not, you had plenty of options beforehand. Yeah. Whether right. it's options I agreed with or, or not. Yeah, no, 100%. You're not wrong. I just... But it's just... It comes down to it at the end of the day. Don't put yourself in a position to make that, to make that decision where you're going to have to maybe end somebody's life before it ever gets started it's all about personal responsibility that's the number one argument against abortion from the pro-life stance it's about personal responsibility and like you said we've come into a time and really i'm sure people were like this throughout all of time we don't like to accept the consequences of our choices no we and, don't we, and, we, we want a way out and believe me i've been there i've not wanted to accept the consequences 
of my choices. Well, naturally, as human beings, we want to, you know, we want to shift that blame onto somebody else, and it's just it's it's natural instinct to not want 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 to be there and be like, oh, I messed up, you know, and and that's kind of the sad part because that's where we end up with abortions being at forty five million. That's just it's it's that's it. I, I still cannot fathom that number. Like, I, I it's it, it's mind blowing. I I really just it, it. I think about it. and I'm like forty five million. That's forty five Nebraska's uh, the population of Nebraska every year. It's just insane. It's I mean, you start looking at numbers and statistics, which I didn't look at for this podcast for this episode of the podcast. But I I just oh man, like it's. It's it way beyond my like my comprehension level. I just I, I think about it again, and I just I can't do it. But honestly, the like I don't have a good solution for the problems that we have today. The only advice that like the only thing that I'm really for that could solve all of it that would have solved all of it back in the day is people being more responsible and practicing abstinence. Yep. And but you know, sex is one of those things. It's a very deep, a very it's right in our it's it's in our biology it's in our dna yeah. to seek it out it's just that we have so many poor outlets in this society yeah now what about those uh what about those uh females that not not to step on anybody's toes or, or offend anybody but what about those females that get pregnant intentionally to uh i don't know live off the welfare system and, and things of that nature yeah they're definitely out there and that's a that's a government problem because the government has allowed that for so long to go on that, of course, you're always going to have takers for that. You're always going to have women who, who do that as long as the government's offering it. So that's a government issue. That's not yeah. really an abortion issue. No, it's just, it, it comes to mind when I start thinking about abortion. Like, are are these kids in a, in a happy home? Right. Or are they, are these... These people are going to continue to struggle because they like. Are we going to have to pick up the check? Exactly. Right. And, yeah. and not. And that's a whole other whole other topic. And this is stuff. what this is what Margaret Sanger was talking about. This is why she was all for uh, birth control and and basically for poor people and minorities because minorities were usually poor. She was for them using birth control, and it was for that basically to lift the burden off society. But Margaret Sanger was was a statist though. She believed that a woman's first priority should be to the state before anything else Mm -hmm. and uh, i'm against that obviously well yeah but no it it definitely is a good question what do we do with all these people who don't have homes and i don't know the answer to that what the hell do we do to these people because you know back in like the roman era if if you had a boy who was born and who didn't have a family pretty much the government took him and, and basically turned him into a soldier Mm-hmm. He was raised by by soldiers, yep. and so he, you you had an outlet for that. This kid could take out his his anger. He could take out everything on the battlefield. We just yeah. we don't have that really anymore. Yeah, we it's so it's a way different time. Yeah, exactly. And and we need to adapt and overcome, and need to adapt to the times for sure. And I feel like like as a country, we haven't really done that. We still want to live in 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 you know the the, the days where it was easy, and unfortunately, we're not there anymore. No, and. I, I don't know, man. I, I I just there's so many topics that 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 can be linked to abortion, and 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 it's just we sit here and we talk about it, and the more and more my brain tends to go down the wormhole, and I'm trying to keep myself out of that right now. But yeah, no, abortion 
is a very wide, you know, subject, and and it has a lot of social issues that go into it. You know, when you talk about abortion, are you talking about women's rights? Are you talking, yeah. are you talking about murder and morality? You know, are are you talking about good uh, uh, government interference and our liberties? Yeah, are you talking about the science and the safety and the healthcare behind it? So abortion goes, and we're never going to co- cover all of that in a single podcast. That podcast would be twenty four hours. Long. Yeah, exactly. And, and so in an hour, we're just going to basically cover uh, what what we want to talk about when it comes to abortion. Yeah, and and again, I'm not I'm not telling you whether I'm pro life, pro choice, whatever the case may be, but. At the end, at the end of the day, it, it's all gonna, it's it's all person dependent, I guess. In the in the in the military, we, we call it METC, but I mean, it, it's all about your morals. As, as an individual, I mean, I couldn't do it. That's all I'm saying. I there's no way. No. One more thing that a lot of people are unaware of. So in countries around the world, but probably the biggest one that this happens in is India. We, we were talking a little bit about feticide. And what feticide is, is it's a lot different than infanticide. Infanticide happens after the baby's been born, obviously. It's still an infant, and it gets killed for whatever reason, whether it be purposely, you know, uh, it, for whatever motive. But feticide has been a common practice in India, and they go after female fetuses. So once they find out this fetus is a female, they eliminate it. They abort it. And this has kind of caused a little bit of, of uh, a divide in the pro-choice mindset. Because on one hand, you really can't criticize that. You can't criticize people who are just simply doing an abortion, even though it is gender-based. Mm-hmm. But on the other side, this is literally an attack on, on women. This is, I mean, this is an attack on, on females. Once they find out this fetus has a sex, they kill it. That's insane. That is insane, and it's a very common practice all throughout India. It's not in one part of India. It's it's amongst the Christians, the Hindus, the uh, uh, what they what else do they have there? Uh, the the people that practice Islam there. It's uh, <laughs> it's in every corner of India. And that's and that's just their culture, though. Like, I well, mean, it oh. is their culture, but it's like, well, what um, well, what's to stop that from ever happening here? You're not wrong. I mean, I guess we could do what China did and just limit every household to one child. Yeah, and then end up with a, a more... Because in, in India and China, you have a ratio of 106 boys to every 100 girls. So, well, I'm not, I'm not saying like like in that aspect of it. I'm just saying limit every household to one child. No, you're you're for that? I'm, say, I'm saying that that would be a better solution <laughs> than... Uh, Right, you know, I uh, see what you're saying. Yeah, I'm not saying that, that that it's a good solution. I'm saying, but it would be better than yeah. Which China, China actually lifted that law because it was too much of a pain in the ass to reinforce, and they found out that they had a, a little bit of a shortage on women. Well, yeah. <laughs> so either way, when you start fucking with the birth process and you start messing with uh, the the whole uh, the whole process of creating life, it gets messy. And that's what no abortion pun intended. is. Yeah, yeah, no pun intended. <laughs> but yeah, it, it gets it gets messy. Yeah, and and things. You, you, there's a lot of collateral damage that you wouldn't even think about that comes from it. But we see the results of it, and by the time we see it, we can't really fix it. Yeah, unfortunately, and I mean, I think the scientific community is doing a, a really great job in trying to find better ways to prevent it. And and like you said, it's just it's a messy. Anytime you start messing with biology, in any sense, it's it doesn't 
doesn't get really good from there, unfortunately. No. But, yeah, as for abortion, it's, I don't know, man. I just, I keep trying to, trying to fathom the numbers and, and, ugh, my head's still wrapped around it, dude. Like, I'm not even going to lie to you right now. Like, I well, can't. Well, let me ask you this. Let's just say that you and me were both pro-choice. And we were concerned about the number of consumers that are walking this planet. Then I would propose to you that that abortion would be a very good way to start with limiting the amount of consumers. Because 45 million in the U.S. alone. This is not worldwide. Though the worldwide number is actually much larger than that. So... 45 potential consumers, little nasty children running around. Mm -hmm. Crotch goblins. Yes. uh, We're preventing this, so we got less consumers. So for for you and me, that can be a great thing. Because the more people that are in this world, we have to share it. But if we're aborting them before they're even born, then we don't have to share this world with them. Yeah. But does that kind of make a selfish act, Ben? Of course it's selfish. I think the whole pro-choice uh, deal is selfish. It, it's it's about... They, they cover it with masks like it's about female empowerment. It's about women's choice. It's my body. Which, I should be able to do what I want. Which, in a way, it, that's that can be a very noble stance. But yeah, ultimately it is a very selfish movement. It, yeah. it, it has a, a root in, in selfishness. But, yeah, when it comes to... But, like, when you, you've heard those women that talk about, well, if you don't have a uterus, you don't have an opinion. And it's like, hmm, you still need men's approval to get really anything done. You're not and wrong, because, I mean, no, we, we, do, do. we do make the key ingredient. Uh. You, we, we kind of do run society. Now, now, me and Jason, we don't necessarily have the power or reach to run society, but more influential men do that mm-hmm. run the government. We still, we're still a male-dominated species. We always will be. That's just what human nature, what what humans are. Most primates are male-dominated. Most mammals are male-dominated. So, those women that try to come out and say, oh, well, if you have no uterus, you have no opinion. Well, tough shit. Because we do. Whether you like it or not. Yeah, I don't know, man. And and I I, I completely concur with that, with, with that statement. I mean... I, I, I can't even make up words for this one, man. You, yeah. you you hit it right on the you hit you hit the nail on the head, and it's just it, there's no better way to look at that. No, if if you're a mother and you want to kill your child, I can't stop you. No, nobody can stop you. That that's your choice. And if you want to do it, whether that child's alive or you want to have a doctor do it when it's still a fetus, that's up to you. One of them carries more weight than the other. But yeah, a lot of us in society, I include myself in it, see it as murder. And murder's just, uh, uh, obviously it's wrong. Mm-hmm. And, and another thing is, if, if, if you believe in, in God, and you believe in morals, and you have a religion, murder is, is probably up there on one of the worst sins you can do in the eyes of God. Now, if you don't believe in God, then it doesn't matter. Then you don't really see it as a murder. So again, it's all about perception. Mm-hmm. All about morals that you perceive. Now what? Now what is this that's, that's that's recently come out about late term abortion? Statistic. What about it? Like, I haven't really done a whole lot of reading on it, but is is it something where you can they can literally kill the baby in the third trimester? Yeah, there was there was along with uh, Alabama, 
there were states like New York, and I'm not sure which one actually uh, went first in promoting these radical laws, but like Alabama, New York passed a law that was actually very uh, pro-abortion. So they did pass the uh, late abortion. I, I forget how many weeks or how many, yeah. I, I forget what the time period is, but basically you can kill a fetus uh, or you can, you can kill a fully developed baby in, in the womb. And there were some that were trying to say, well, you could do it even post-birth, like like as long as it's like within a certain time period. I don't, I don't agree with that. Well, and it, well, it was all for like medical, like if this child was going to be severely retarded or you know severely sick or was going to die anyway. That, that's how they were justifying it. Oh, I, I don't know. I even even at that point, no matter how you justify whether it be a medical condition or not, I still don't think I could bring myself to well, agree with that. Exactly. And that's why I, I try to say, well, when you start going into the abortion territory, it's not long before you start talking about eliminating useless people or who you deem useless. Yeah. Old people, retarded people, you know, people who are already sick anyway. That's, it's not their fault. They were, they were born that way or they became that way. And, and that's, it's not our job, uh, to be, uh, to, to make those decisions, you know. No, it's not. It, you're playing God when you do that stuff. It's not just mercy killings. And ultimately, if somebody's born with a condition, it's up to the family to uh, take on that burden. And a lot of families do. It will whether they have a lot of money or they don't, they take on the burden. Yeah. So oh, yeah. J- just to toss toss the kid off and say. No, um, we're, we're gonna we're gonna mercy kill you. It's it's very not only selfish but it's very immoral. Yeah, and and right now abortion being the um, forefront of of the feminist movement, I feel is is why it's gotten so much publicity and why there's so much um, so much uh, push for legislation on it. Just because you know the people are. Feminists are pushing it, and they're, they're, they're trying to push an agenda with it, and unfortunately, I don't think it's going to work. Well, I think pro-choice and feminism are two different subjects. I think the feminism latch on to the pro-choice movement, because I think the pro-choice movement is much more popular and bigger than the feminist movement is. Oh, yeah, honestly, the, the feminist movement isn't really seen too um, positive in most even uh, civilized Western societies, but... The, the point is is that yes if feminists latch on from the uh, the point of this is empowering women this is a this is a woman's choice yeah and it's like you, you're right it's always your choice to kill that, that's the way I, I see it it's always your choice to kill yep. now as a man I am so glad I don't have to deal with pregnancy because pregnancy just sounds like a pain in the fucking ass yeah I mean even if you aren't gonna have an abortion, but you're you're gonna like you're gonna go through with this, and you're gonna do the nine months, and, and you're leading up to what you know is gonna be just an unbearable, painful experience. Uh, I that that could possibly kill you. A lot of women have died in yep. childbirth. Yep. That's a scary thing. And it's so, extremely scary. So that's one of those things. I I take my hat off to you, ladies, especially you ladies who have uh, already had kids. And, yeah. and if you did it naturally, my God, I don't want to get in a fist fight with you. Right. No, but uh, but most women take the epidural and stuff today. You you, you wussies. <laughs> yeah, those tell that to the women in the past who didn't have the epidural. You know what? I I, 
I, I would probably ask for it too. I'm oh, oh God! Lie. I don't blame any of you for taking it. No, I, I would. All. I would be reaching for that needle myself yeah. and just injecting it in my spine. But uh, no, it's definitely a very scary process, and I think a lot of modern women don't want to deal with it because, in in my opinion, I I honestly believe modern women are uh, they're more cowardly than women of the past. I really believe that. You pamp, and that's, and you could say the same thing for men. Yeah. But since we're talking about abortion, uh, we're, we're going to stick to women. But, well, women of the past didn't have a choice. They, if you put an epidural pen in front of them, I'm sure they would have grabbed it too. Yeah. But the point is, they didn't live in a world where that they, was available. Yeah. And you never knew if you were going to live or die through childbirth. Mm-hmm. I mean, most of the time you lived, but every now and then you died. And that's a horrible death when you think about it. That's like, yeah, that's like a terror in a place that I don't even want to be torn in and, and bleeding out. No oh thank, yeah, no thank you, man. Spent nine months being miserable, and that's definitely one thing that us men, and for the most part we do, but a lot of men don't respect it. We need to respect the birthing process. Yeah, we do. We we need to be there for our our women if we get her pregnant. We need to step up and take responsibility for and that. And it all comes back to that full circle personal yeah. responsibility. Uh, and honestly, abortion is not one of those things that's just encouraged by women and feminists or anything like that. It's actually been encouraged by a lot of men. Yeah, because they don't want to deal with it. No, yeah, they don't want to deal with it. They don't want to take a... They don't want to want to live with the consequences of, of getting the, their dick wet. Believe me, I understand the urge to have sex. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I'm we're a all, dude. We're all human. We're I all got, human. I got, yeah, exactly. I got those hormonal urges, too. But... You're the, not pregnant, Josh? I didn't want to... I don't know. I could be. What about you, Jason? Are you pregnant? Do you want to be? <laughs> no, I, I really don't. I, I can't imagine. I'm... The point is is <laughs> that that uh, pregnancy definitely is one of those things I don't envy women for. Not one bit. I couldn't no. imagine putting my body through that. No, it's... it's Yeah. But I think that's that's going to be it for, for tonight, Josh. Um, I, think, I think we covered some really good ground. Um... Again, if you guys have any comments or topics or, you know, any fact-checking you'd, you'd like to send to us, you can always reach us at uh, MidwestMyMelt at gmail.com. We also do have a Facebook page, uh, Midwest My Melt. Can't miss it. Um, we hope to hear from you guys. Uh, as for you guys, we appreciate your support. Give uh, us feedback, infidels. You guys have a good night. What's driving your vision? Only RealPage Market Analytics provides 100% visibility into true sub-market performance for rental real estate assets. Powered by data you can't find anywhere else. Market Analytics delivers the most accurate intelligence to guide bankable investment decisions. Drive your vision by seeing it all. Visit realpage.com slash see it all. How do I control money? Envelopes. The first of the month, I divide up my cash. One for groceries, one for gas, one for fun. It helps plan out my spending. And that's how we came up with digital envelopes for your checking account. Our customers give us the best ideas. Huntington, welcome 